What's up, Dialed Fam? Happy Monday morning and welcome to the podcast. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dialed Health, which is strength training for cyclists. Today's episode, episode number 28, I can't believe we're almost at 30. Uh, it's all about what I've learned from dry January. So dry January for me was not only no alcohol, but it was also no desserts. And this is basically phase two of the Dialed Health Shred that we're taking part in right now. And I jumped into it right away because the phase one is really a primer kind of for phase two, which is the real, I guess, push of this whole diet program. So I jumped in right away. I'm going from January 1st and actually extended it all the way until February 14th, Valentine's Day. It just happened to be a date that a client of mine talked about. I talked about with a client of mine and we set the goal and we're like, all right, we're doing this. So it's been interesting. It's a borderline social experiment and there's a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses. So I figured we would break it down as every Everyone right now is currently moving into their phase two of the dialed health shred. So I think it's going to be super helpful. I also think if you're not participating in the dialed health shred that you're going to learn a ton and also kind of, you know, really understand whether or not it's a good idea for you to take a month off alcohol in general. We're going to spend most of our time there because it's just wild, man. Freaking wild. So we're going to start the episode with a life update. Lots of cool biking stuff that happened this last week. And then we're going to finish up the episode with a little business update because as you know, there's a lot of things going on at Dialed Health and I want to keep you in the loop. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app plus a comment. You could just say, wow, Derek, oh my gosh, you're sitting there in that dark room all by yourself recording this. I'm impressed. Like that would be great. Um, Or Derek, don't get too lonely and start crying mid-episode. Has it happened? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Either way, you can leave a positive comment, a negative comment. Well, don't leave a negative comment. (laughs) (laughs) Just type some stuff. I'd rather have gibberish than a negative comment. And uh, also, people who have shared the podcast on their Instagram story uh, has really helped it grow. Actually, my Instagram account grew uh, this week, I think directly because of the shares uh, and also the podcast itself. So that's another great way to help expose the podcast. And the knee episode seemed to be very helpful for people who are dealing with that right now. It's always funny when you dive in on a specific topic, how relatable it can be uh, to people and the timing and everything like that. So thank you so much for doing that. Let's keep it rolling. And if you have any questions about this episode, I'll say right now, you can reach out through my website, dialedhealth.com. It has a link to my email, which is dialedhealth at gmail.com. Or you could DM me on Instagram. All right, guys, let's jump in. We're going to start this life update with three words that pretty much trump all other human experiences that you can have. I mean, these three words kind of represent something, you could say it's better than your wedding day, Uh, maybe the day your first child was born. I don't know. I mean, graduating from college, promotion, buying your first home. uh, These three words are better than all that. That red Corvette you just got with flames on the side that you always dreamed of having, this is better than that. Are you ready for these three words? Here we go. New bike day. You better believe it. Yeah, buddy, I'm so fired up right now because last Wednesday, (laughs) Specialized rolled up to the studio and I was dropped off with a couple bikes that I'll be riding for the year and I'm just beyond stoked, man. So I'm going to give you the quick lineup and then kind of why and how my whole situation's working here, how how this is happening. So basically, 
I have a 2020 S-Works Stump Jumper, 29-inch wheel. I'm currently making some mods to it, just some different tires, cutting the bars down. I have a lot to learn with the suspension. I've actually never had a Grip 2 damper, uh, which is a huge step up, apparently, from the Fit 4. Uh, but, you know, bikes, dude, they just get better every single year. So I'm not surprised. And it's the thing I'm really stoked about this is I have Shimano components again. I missed Shimano brakes so much. I love that light switch, like on and off feel. And it's been a long time since I've ran them. So we'll see if I like them like I used to. I mean, I remember I had Saints on my last downhill bike, and those things were unreal. Like you couldn't hit your brakes without your fork almost diving because it, they were so powerful. But I love it. I feel like you can brake later, you can shut it down. And if you have good bike feel, I don't. I, I mean, I feel like I could modulate them, but uh, also I just love having that power when it's there. So I'll, I'll be bumping a, the rotor up to a 203 on the back also, and it has the four piston XTR brakes. And uh, yeah, other than that, I'm going to be doing a full breakdown on my Instagram soon about the bike and tweaks and stuff. Uh, and then for a road bike, I got an expert Roubaix. So initially, I'll be honest, when I was told I was getting Roubaix, I was I asked for a road bike because we're kind of going this direction expanding into it. I'm riding road more I've been on hand-me-down equipment in the road scene literally Everything like every road bike. I've had it was my dad's my brother's old cross bike a friends that I bought off of them and This bike had you know multiple owners of the wheel set that it had on it and it just like, dude, I had hand-me-down shoes that were too big, helmets, like chamois, hand-me-down chamois, people, okay? My standards are low, but basically, you know, it takes so much, like, to just get dialed in on one setup, so I've been fortunate to have my mountain biking stuff totally set. Um, I've been on an S-Works Stump Jumpy for a while, like, all my kit, everything is the way it should be, um, and, and better, really, but the road stuff has been struggling and so they hooked it up and but truthfully going back to the bike situation when i found out i was getting a roubaix i was kind of like oh man i feel like that's the old man bike like i want like a tarmac you know and it's crazy how that is just not the case i know it's a big push for specialized right now to kind of prove that the roubaix is not this like old man cruiser uh and that it's super efficient different style of bike that just offers more comfort uh for a big long day rides you know you want to enjoy the whole process and they have nailed it man i'm two rides in and uh it's unreal dude the bike is it's i can't remember if it's more aero than the new tarmac or not um there was something about like how aero the bike is it's surprising um some of the compliance is like adjustable so you can i i noticed the little fork basically oh man i'm the worst ambassador ever right now to not know what the name of it is but the head shock thing they have going on uh if you lock it out all the way if the bike feels really balanced and what's cool is i can put up to 32 inch or wow 32 inch tires 32 <laughs> tires uh with gravel setup so i might get a spare wheel set and then if you run the uh, head shock all the way loose on gravel it feels really good and there's a ton of traction so i'm um, really excited just to dive into it um i actually got my first bike fit on it which was a huge experience and there's just so many pieces of this road culture that i've not uh really div dove into 
like I am now and it, and it feels really cool to be learning so much about bikes after so many years of feeling like I knew a lot about bikes so really cool experience uh, the bike fit's been great I had a chance last night to go riding with my buddy Chaz who literally dropped me I think three or four times and he had a baby this last week so shout out to you Chaz anti-dad bod movement is a go it was actually funny because even though his sleep is been super interrupted I mean newborns now they say wake up every two hours to to feed and check on the baby and all that um so dude he's been sleeping terrible but he's also like man i've just been at home so i've been cooking healthier meals like i'm eating dialed like i'm you know it's almost like he's had like a training a hardcore training block he's like i'm hitting trainer road every chance i get i'm 10 feet away from my wife if she needs anything and like so uh i i will say though i think he was a little pent up and he put the hurts to me just to, I don't know, I, I don't think he was trying to hurt me specifically. I think he was just trying to get out some, you know, energy. And he definitely did that because I was on his, I was basically sucking his wheel the whole time. And uh, he dropped me while I was doing that. So I don't know how that's possible, but it just means I have a long way to go. Um, Chaz is gnarly, by the way. I just have to say everyone who knows him knows he is legit. Um, <laughs> so that's all the new bike stuff. Super exciting. Uh, one thing I want to talk about too is the TDS dig day that I did on Saturday went up to the dirty Sanchez Enduro property uh, they host these dig days a few days a year leading up to the event um, that's in April and they're super important because dude I mean people like 50 people probably showed up maybe 60 and we split up into groups and just tackle big sections of trail and for instance the group that uh, Mike Lee shout out Mike Lee and myself led went to a whole new zone that it was actually a coyote hole I had never known what that was apparently like like miners from you know the like late 1800s early 1900s would find this like quartz vein and follow it and dig this trench and then when they lost it they'd go the other direction and then like keep crisscrossing so there's this zone they wanted the trail to go down but it had like literally three and a half foot trenches all the way through this section so we had our team took 20 people basically turn it into a double double option line uh you can also roll it but really cool section man um it had some rock drop coming into it and then it's a high speed right hander you got to make at the end so super cool and it was just fun to get out there and you know when you dig on a race like that it's such a cool event to know that you had a part of it and when you see these riders you know racing that zone that you helped made or you did make is just kind of it's gratifying so i noticed people come out who don't even race um at all <laughs> people come out who don't even ride they're just locals and they just want to be a part of it so really cool and uh tds sanchez family thanks for having me a part of that that was awesome uh and lastly guys little life update nothing to do with riding i just want you to know my son otto He's almost eight months old, and the dude is sitting in a high chair like a legend. Going out to eat has gotten so much easier because for a while, he would just sit in his car seat the whole time. Uh, a lot of times, he'd sleep, or even if he was in his car seat, he was kind of chilling. Not anymore. The dude is a squirmy worm in that thing, and we don't even bring the car seat around. It's kind of big anyway, so we'll just carry him into restaurants and now throw him in a car seat or in a uh, high chair. Literally, I can toss him across the restaurant. He'll land in it, uh, strap him up, <laughs> and he I'd say he's got a solid 20 minutes in him. Solid 20 minutes. Of course, we're picking up a toy every 30 seconds that he throws on the ground. He's just grabbing stuff and smacking it against the table, like super stoked. Um, yeah, it was. it's awesome. So 
he's uh he's doing that and it's making lish and i's life a lot easier um so you guys that's it that's the life update thanks for listening lots of cool ride stuff i hope you yourself are having some uh just fun things going on in the bike world and your personal life um let's get into the bulk of this episode man we got to talk about alcohol Dry January. We're talking about alcohol, people, and basically taking off a prolonged period of time that's very intentional that you've decided upon and just sticking to it no matter what. You know, I never thought I'd be someone who even prioritized something like this because uh, to give you a little backstory, I didn't drink till I was 21. Uh, Kind of a random little fact about myself. And then when I did start drinking, it was more like just random binging college party drinking. You know, I wasn't really having wine with dinner at night and calling it a day. It was like more of we're drinking, which means we're going to be hungover and drink too much and have potential blackout. So I think, (laughs) and then, you know, amongst that, started enjoying actual alcohol for what it is and uh, different types of drinks. And I, I would say, what really described my drinking style um, was that if it was free, it was for me. <laughs> I'm not picky. I even to this day, I basically I can't think of an alcohol I don't enjoy. Maybe Jaeger, Jaeger, but with a Red Bull, I mean, dude, I could you know take a dump in a Red Bull and it probably still tastes good. So, um, <laughs> and Jaeger doesn't taste far from that. But yeah, I, I really do enjoy. I, I've grown to enjoy alcohol. Um, I haven't been picky over the years, uh, but also. I dude, I just I am not a guy deep down who likes to go get hammered. I'd hate to be hungover. I have way too much going on, honestly. I've way like my time is way too valuable to intentionally make myself sick. And it's just logic. Like that has been the biggest deciding factor. In fact, I the last time I really sent it was this Halloween party like two over two years ago now and (laughs) it was funny I've talked about this before I've even posted the video to my Instagram but uh, we go to this Halloween party I'm a broom and my wife is a witch and my mom had made this crazy broomstick like top for me like she just said she'll make something and I was like all right cool so I wore like brown tights my whole body I put this thing over my head and it was like I kid you not four feet tall of this crazy straw that looked like a legit broom and it just sat around my head like on my shoulders basically so I kind of opened up the front a little so I could drink through it but as soon as I walked into this party, a buddy looks at me. He's like, we're lighting that on fire. And I was like, no, you're insane. You're insane. Well, you know, half the night goes on. I'm like, we're doing this. So <laughs> we go out. I have, I put a hat on and then put the uh, headpiece over the top of it. Um, and at the time I had long hair. So I'm stoked I put the hat on because, dude, we lit that thing on fire. And I don't know what was on it as far as like a lacquer, but that thing lit up like you wouldn't believe. And within basically the time it took me to chug a beer, about two and a half feet of this uh, actual costume piece is burning down toward my head. And I chugged the beer. I'm, I, I didn't finish it. And then I was like about to pull this thing off. And my buddy's like, no, you got to finish it. Finish it. And then you have my wife in the background like, like, stop. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. <laughs> Actually, all the girls were like not into it. Long story short, I end up finishing the beer. If you pause the video, I mean, these flames are like six inches above my head. Like flames, okay? 
drink the beer, throw it on the ground, take the cap off and dump it straight into this big oil can trash can that happened. It didn't happen to be right there. We were doing a bonfire with it. So it worked out smooth. Nothing bad happened, but also it was a little insane. I think I followed that up with puking in a Jack in the Box parking lot like 2 a.m. So definitely not a highlight of my life. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I will honestly say, I think it took that for me to, and then by the way, I was, oh, here's what happened. Sorry. Hung over the next day had a ride planned in the morning of course go for a ride i crash because i'm hung over and you just aren't as coordinated and i dude i shredded my arm up like i called my client who's a physician's assistant and was asking her if i need stitches like helping clean it dude i had to clean this thing for like an hour and i'm pulling gravel out of my arm it was terrible and i remember like literally not only am i hung over that ride was a total mess and i like kind of hurt myself because I was because I decided to drink too much so that whole combo was enough for me to be like I, I can't do this anymore and that's it and I haven't gone back like the amount of times in the last couple of years I've had more than three drinks at in a day uh, I could count on one hand literally and it feels so much better like I feel like I've in I've grown to enjoy alcohol for what it's really meant for which is uh, being social and just relaxing a little bit you know a lot of us are on tight schedules we got stressful stuff going on and it is super nice to have that wind down and it's legit man it's cliche but legit so that's kind of like my backstory on drinking um, I love I love alcohol, but after Christmas this year, I felt so gross, and I remember I did like six or seven weeks last year without any alcohol, and it was very, uh, I guess, introspective, and I wanted to do it again as I shredded back down to uh, single-digit body fat. It's To get to single-digit body fat, too, you don't have to do it, but it's it gets pretty tough to go below like like. 10 it is pretty tough without with, with while you're drinking alcohol again on, you can do it you just are going to be hungry and you're going to be sacrificing like real carbs opposed to like this alcohol that doesn't really fill you up so um anyways i decided to do it because of that and so here's kind of like my overall like positives and negatives of dry january so um i've actually so i've been going from jan i'm going from january 1st all the way up until valentine's day so i'm going a little further extending it this was just a deal i had with a client and so i can already say i'm looking forward to it on friday uh but here is kind of what to expect the positives uh if you decide not to drink for a prolonged period of time which by the way i just got to say uh, you know, I'll get into this in a second. Let, let's go into the positives. So there's a, a, the obvious in, in regards to your fitness and body composition, you, you save calories. Dude, alcohol is so much more calories than people, most people realize. You know, like so many beers are over 300 calories, like good ones. Uh, if you just really look at a menu at a restaurant, the light margaritas, the skinny margs are still 200 something calories. You know, if you get a shot of vodka, at the minimum, and I haven't even really, I don't, I don't even know if I believe it's this low, but 60 calories minimum, typically like 80 to 100 calories, is a shot of clear liquor. When people are like, oh, it's zero carb, and it's like, well, technically you're right, okay? Alcohol is not a carb. Uh, it's considered to be its own macronutrient, but it's also just completely empty calories, and uh, that's like as real as it gets. You know, if you have, yeah, you can make a martini that has just cucumber and mint and lime, which I do. It's delicious, but you know, it's still going to be minimum a hundred calories uh, for every ounce and a half pour. 
So keep that in mind. It's not free calories when it's like clear liquid or just shots. And uh, yeah, so then you get into like actual really good tasting cocktails. Uh, You know, like wine, four ounces of wine is 100 calories. Um, Most people don't drink four ounces of wine. (laughs) And most cocktails that are really good are like, dude, I, I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating, three to 500 calories. Like it's so easy to have two, let's just say 350 calorie cocktails with your dinner that if you're at a place serving good cocktails, you're probably getting a high fat dinner. Um, you know, maybe it's just protein and veggies, but they're cooking that thing in oil and you know, you're walking out of there with a 2000 calorie dinner and that should have been your whole daily total. So it's just crazy how it amps up your calories and limits your ability to just get lean or manage your body composition. Um, again, it's something that can be factored in, uh, <clears throat> which I guess I'll just go straight to a negative on that one because the most frustrating thing about uh, alcohol not having it are days in, in regards to your body composition. You know, days like yesterday, I went for a burner 42 mile road ride, like burner. I like redlined a couple times. I, I could have had a glass or two of wine, would have done absolutely no nothing negative to me. It probably would have helped me because of how relaxing it is, and I just couldn't do it, and it's frustrating because you, you want to relax, and you're like, this is the time to, to do it, you know? So I think in regards to save calories, it's pretty mind-blowing uh, when you really look at it and track it and then know what your body needs to either maintain or go into a deficit. Um, another plus, saves money. Okay, I'm I'm getting the obvious ones out of the way, but when you go out to eat, you're saving so much. Even taking, you know, even having drinks at home, you know, you're you're saving money. It, especially if you're buying decent liquor or wine or whatever, even if you're not. Even if you're buying a, you know, $15 bottle of vodka, you're probably buying like something to go with it, or maybe you're buying a 12 dollar uh, six rack of beer or whatever um, it, this is just still money that's going out that when you don't drink isn't going out you know it might go into other things like some higher quality snacks and maybe even just some more food in general but really like the money savings is crazy um, obviously if you're going out to eat with like your significant other and you're both not drinking you're you'd easily twenty dollars right off the top if you do two drinks each, 40, like your, your bill's getting cut down. And that is really, really nice. Um, now, as far as how your body responds to not go, having alcohol, I noticed this the last time, last year when I did this, and also this time, it's, there's like a two-week mark that you hit where it really, it, it feels obvious that it's out of your system. So, you know, the first few days, like you kind of, I don't know, um, you might just feel a little bit better in general. It's it's hard to break the habit when you're drinking regularly, but you know I, I don't notice a huge difference like right out of the gate because I just feel like okay I'm not drinking alcohol. Um, you know maybe I'm having some more water. I'm starting to get a little more hydrated. I think that's very legit. But you know at the time I was drinking alcohol. Uh, especially through the holidays, I'm overeating. I'm drinking too much alcohol. I'm just, I'm, I have acid reflex. I'm taking Tums, and I'm getting kind of frequent headaches, to be honest. And it's about that two week mark where all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I have like, you know, no acid reflex. Like it's been multiple days where I didn't have one little burp that was like, oh, you know. And and then all of a sudden you realize how clear your head gets. So 
I notice this on nights where I don't get as much sleep as I should. You know, I do a lot of five-hour nights because of my work schedule. Wake up at 4 a.m. A lot of nights I'll train till 8 p.m. And it's it's difficult to get <laughs> a full night's sleep. Um, also, my son still doesn't sleep through the night. So, you know, I'll wake up at least once with him, um, which he just full-on likes to yell now. It's not even a cry. It's just yelling. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so the sleep when it's limited, I notice it like no alcohol. My head is just so much more clear. It's like no matter how tired I am, um, which I hate to use the word tired. I try to get it out of my vocabulary. This is a whole other topic, but I hate like I hate when I feel tired, I don't have a headache. And that is like the weirdest thing because usually I'm used to feeling tired. My head, I feel groggy. I feel like I kind of have a headache um, and it just takes a minute. It's like no matter how tired I am, I wake up and my head's clear. And that happened about at the two-week mark. And honestly, it's happened It's happened since. I actually had a head cold one day and that was the only day I woke up a little with that groggy feeling. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like when I'm regularly drinking alcohol and I get five or less hours of sleep. So that... Honestly, I got to say from a performance standpoint is without a doubt the best thing about not drinking alcohol uh, because I feel like I need less sleep. I think um, the fact that I'm food tracking and not overeating has a lot to do with that too. Um, I feel like I need less sleep and when I do get less sleep, my head is more clear and although I still do feel tired, I don't feel bad. I just feel I just feel a little tired. Okay, and and that's just a game changer. So especially when I'm coming in and trying to have energy for people at 5 a.m. So that is a huge positive. Another one is getting clarity on your dependence to alcohol. Uh, This is like the introspective side. Sorry, I'm taking my jacket off here. Getting all hot and bothered as I'm talking about this. And I want to say too, a little side note, as I'm talking about this, I am over five weeks in of no alcohol. So this isn't like week one where I'm still all excited because I'll tell you right now, I'm over it. I'm over it. And uh, I can still see though how how positive these things are. So, okay, I'm feeling better now. Um, the clarity on dependence. It, as someone who, you know, like I said in the last couple years, I really enjoy alcohol for just how relaxing it is. Um, like the wind down that you get from it, the social aspect of it. Uh, these are all things that are very real and that I just respect the boundaries of knowing, okay, like this is kind of, if I one or two drinks, I'm going to feel my best. And then, you know, maybe sometimes a third, depending on how long the night is. Uh, and then after that, I got to shut it down because I'm not going to feel better. Yada, yada, yada. But what you'll realize too is how, how much your, uh, social ability relies on alcohol, how much alcohol is actually a part of the events that you'll go to. You know, it's easy to be like, oh, well, I'm not really going for the drinks. But unless you've gone to multiple like events, uh, social outings, like where you really don't drink like multiple times in a row, I promise you the difference between having zero alcohol and having like a beer or maybe even sipping on a beer, not even finishing it. It's a big, big difference. Um, I have a super low tolerance to alcohol. You know, I'm like 153 pounds this morning. I'm five, nine. Um, I don't drink very often. So like I can have literally three gulps of beer and I could tell you, like I could feel the alcohol in my system and, uh, it's not placebo <laughs> for real. I noticed the difference and uh, same thing with caffeine. It's kind of interesting, but 
when you have just a little bit of alcohol, it's in your hand, you're still kind of a part of it, you're not really saying no to anything, and you know, it's different. Like when you're ordering around people and you don't order drinks, like it's just a conversation right off the bat and you have to explain why you're not doing it. And then it's just, it's very different. So I encourage you to try it out. Even if you, especially if you're someone who's like, Oh, well, I don't, I don't go for that. Well, it's like, okay, you might, you might learn pretty quick the opposite, or maybe you'll prove me wrong. I I doubt it though, man. I I don't think people drink more moderately than I do. (laughs) And, And so, yeah, um, maybe I'm just getting to, um, to bias on my own opinion, but try that one out. It's just an interesting like social experiment really. And then really how you adapt to it. So what, what changes about your schedule? What do you actually start saying no to? That's a lot easier. Maybe you don't hang out with the same people as often, or maybe you decide to get, just get better sleep and then your training's better. And like, it can be a positive snowball effect. Um, or if you're someone who really respects it and just enjoys that time, it's like your only time to really chill out uh, with people then uh, I think, you know, you'll probably learn pretty quick. Uh, You're going to count down the days till it's over. So um, that's pretty much the biggest positives I can think of with no alcohol. Um, And, you know, all the body composition stuff is is really interesting too. It's, I don't know. um, Sorry that I'm kind of bouncing around my thoughts here. I just think there's a lot to unpack with it, but those are the main, main traits. So clear head, save calories, save monies. You get clarity on your dependence, uh, no hangovers, and you kind of decide, you know, really how important it is to you. So let's talk negatives. All right. Number one negative. Okay. When you can have it, you can't have it. So even when you're tracking food, I've had clients who lose significant amounts of weight while I have a client right now who's 30 plus pounds down and drinks whiskey almost every night. Like two, uh, like two, I guess, uh, two finger pours is what he says. Um, but the thing is he tracks it. He's accountable for the calories and for him, it's worth it to be, to eat a little less throughout the day to make room for it. And guess what? He's losing a ton of weight, uh, and he doesn't have to give it give it away. But you know, if you're someone who rides bikes a lot, which like this is the biggest biggest bonus of bike riding, it burns so many calories that if you go for a ride that burns, let's just say, let's just say you want to stay in a 500 calorie deficit, you go for a ride that burns 1,500 calories. Now you have an extra thousand calories to work with that day, and it's pretty easy with that amount of calories to get some food that you need and also have two drinks. And that's when you should be doing it. Like this is the definition of moderation, which is earn it. You know, like if you're going to put that, put out and expend those calories, I'm not saying that there's more of a quality way to get those calories back, but I'm saying now's your time to really enjoy it because you earned it and it's going to all, it's going to minimize the negative effect of it as much as possible. So when you're in those situations, which I've definitely been in, in the last few weeks, uh, yesterday being one of them, it's so frustrating. Cause you're like, dude, I, I literally can stay completely on track with my goals, have this right now and just feel so much happier. <laughs> I need this like quick satisfaction. Hit me with some endorphins, man. Um, and that's just can't happen. So it's frustrating. And I think that'll come up time and time again, especially if you're a bike rider, man. And we all know how often does a ride, a road ride finish at a bar, um, or a coffee shop that serves alcohol. How often do you have a beer when you're done with a mountain bike ride? It's just like, at least it's not summer right now. That, that is even worse, uh, because it's so frequent. Um, another thing, high strung pent up energy. All right. (laughs) I feel this 
on on another level, man. Um, I have to constantly tell myself to just chill out, take a breath. Uh, I literally have the tattoo on my neck, breathe, because you know I I I'm not gonna say I'm someone with anxiety, but I feel anxious frequently. And the reason I separate the two is because it's not who I am, uh, but I allow myself to get there when I'm not intentional about my breathing and I don't have perspective. I'm not thinking you know about how it just i'm not coming from a place of gratitude that's when i feel anxious okay and so when i feel like anxious you know sometimes alcohol really helps sometimes you're just in such a workflow and you're doing (laughs) i guess so much where you're uh, hitting work hard you're you know doing what you need to do for your family you're hitting hard workouts when you have a full day that you just are go 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 the thing at the end of the night, you know, maybe when your kid falls asleep finally or kids, dude, to sip on a little wine or tequila, I mean, come, it, it's just so nice. And when you don't have that, it really can kind of store up some pent up energy. Again, it could come out through your training or you could just start get a little snappy and maybe say something to uh, your wife that you didn't really mean. Okay, <laughs> totally not speaking from experience here, <laughs> but I think it's it's very real, and I'm not saying it's excusable, but that might happen. Just to be a hundred percent real with you, especially when you're used to that that unwind of of alcohol. Um, you know, should you be able to get home from a day like that, take five deep breaths, meditate for a second, get that same fix? Yeah. Um, but what if you did that and you had alcohol, (laughs) that's the double whammy. So you have to consider like how that energy just starts to build up. And like for me, you know, I, I go as hard as I can, uh, through the work week. And even though I work through the weekend, like it's a, it's way more flexible. Like it's way less work. Um, I'm usually now riding and going to church and like doing stuff I really like to do, um, getting more sleep, but it's like that Friday night, man, it comes around. And even if I haven't drank all week, that's the night where I'm like, okay, like time to unwind. I'm going to, you know, maybe celebrate a good hard work week. Maybe it was stressful and you just want to chill. So, um, I miss that. And I already can't wait for this Friday just to do that. Again, it's not about just like literally, uh, slamming drinks. It's about taking a couple sips, taking a deep breath and just relaxing. Um, and then other than that negative, we kind of talked about it. I mean, social events, uh, it, they're not as fun. <laughs> uh, I'll just move on because there's a lot of things that you do that you're obligated to go to that would be a lot more bearable if you just could have a drink or two. And uh, I don't even need to dive in more on that. Uh, so that's pretty much the big dry January take. I overall would encourage you to try it. Um, I think 30 days is enough to get the idea. This last two weeks has been extremely difficult for me because I am just over it, man. I actually reached my body fat goal. I'm going to be talking more about this um, in regards to kind of the dial health shred and all that. But it's like I reached my goal. I, I'm in maintenance mode. I, I, I feel like I get it and I'm like, okay, I'm literally just choosing to bring this back into my life for all the positives, um, that I mentioned. So, um, okay. Desserts. Now this is more of a personal bread and butter of mine. Uh, and I don't mean bread and butter as in dessert. I mean, Snickers (laughs) and Oreos and cereals and all the things, red vines, donuts, ice cream, 
all the things, man, that I've grown up eating my entire life. So I'll give you a quick little backstory on this. I'm going to take a, a, t a sip of coffee here. Okay, elevator music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm. Now, this is, without a doubt, my Achilles heel and something that I have a legit problem with. It's not like alcohol. Like, I, I for sure cannot handle myself in front of a bag of Oreos. I've had one sitting in my pantry the entire shred just to look at it daily and be like, F you, uh, you ain't got no power over me. And actually, I think it's helped um, because the biggest thing I've noticed without e eating desserts is how out of desperation, I will create these concoctions that are actually pretty dang satisfying. So let's talk about last night. Again, hard road ride, a day I could have had alcohol, a day I could have had dessert. I ate a larger than normal dinner, uh, still healthy, chicken, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes. Uh, there were some candied sweet potatoes uh, and cornbread, but it was like a high, it was like a 1200 calorie dinner. And that's <laughs> like a lot of food uh, for one meal for me. But like, I also was, I finished the meal and 30 minutes later, I was hungry. Like my metabolism was just cranking and I'm like, okay, I wish I could have dessert. I can't, here's what I'm going to do. I chopped up an apple, I sliced up a banana, I did half a serving of peanut butter, some uh, granola, and then some cinnamon and sugar, this like mix we have, and I just stirred it all up in a bowl and ate it, and it was so good, and not only satisfying, but like actually nutritious. Like my body got better from that meal at that time since I needed the extra calories, and if I would have just ate some Oreos or had a couple donuts, again, like weight management wise, body composition, it would have been fine, but I definitely wouldn't have felt as good. And that feeling, uh, especially when it's done, like you finish the bowl, I'm like, oh man, I feel better. Like I'm satisfied and I, I still feel great. You know, when you finish a dessert, most of the time it's like, okay, I'm satisfied, but yeah, that was kind of gnarly. My stomach feels a little gross. It feels empty and just like rotten or so. I don't know. Um, so that's something that has happened like time and time again where I'll just have a lot of fruit at night or something that has fiber in it, that has sugar, but also has a lot of micronutrients and it's nutritious. And I know for a fact, performance-wise, that helps a ton. And just your overall recovery, just your overall health, uh, you know, fighting cancer, like these things that I even overlook, uh, when we're talking about performance and getting a little stronger or whatever. So it's something that I think is ingrained enough of a habit in me that I know I'll turn to, uh, you know, more frequently than I did before this last six weeks. So I'm really stoked on that. And I just think that's a huge plus of not having dessert. So, you know, extra calories are quality calories. Um, also it's just harder in general to overeat. You know, you can only eat so many apples and, uh, you know, you're, if you eat like that, you're going to feel more full. Like the worst thing about eating high calorie foods, uh, and this is the problem with high fat diets I personally have trouble with, you can't eat a large volume of it. Like you don't actually fill up your stomach. And so it's just, you know, and if you do fill up your stomach with that, you're going to feel sick. Um, even if I have too many fats, I just feel like, whoa, like I feel super weird. Um, but especially when you have too many cookies, you just, you're, and you fill your stomach up, it feels gross. But like that bowl I had last night, high calorie yet really quality and I got full and I was like oh man I feel awesome but also I could not eat another bowl of that you know if that was ice cream I could have probably finished it and been like yo 
uh, round two. Let's go. So that's a really, really good positive. And then another is just borderline self-control. Uh, you know, when you are able to stick to your food tracking plan, your diet plan, whatever it is, like it doesn't have to be this whole thing. It could just be, I'm drinking this much water every day, or I am not going to have alcohol, or I am not going to have, um, you know, this cookie or whatever. Sticking to it is important. Now it's important also to not find these work around, uh, things like, I'll be honest, like there's times where I'm like, okay, is this a dessert? Is this a dessert? Is this a dessert? Um, because the whole dessert thing is like, well, if you consider it to be a dessert, uh, any type of pastry or anything like that, it's a no go. I even had some protein pancakes, but I couldn't put syrup on it. I was like the second syrup touches this, it's, it's like a pastry. Uh, but if I put some peanut butter on it, it's a protein pancake. It actually had good macros. I was like, this is a, this does, doesn't qualify for me as a, as a dessert. So I think it's kind of personal. Um, I had a client who had some chocolate covered almonds, shout out Suzanne. And, uh, I'm going to be honest, I couldn't do it. Uh, that's a dessert in my book, but to her, it was uh, it was fair game. And you know, again, it's not like a a big deal. But um, you know, I'll have chocolate protein bars. So I think there's just it's kind of personal on that what you consider to be a dessert. But whatever you stick to, not doing it gives you a sense of power that is very very empower empowering. You know, you. you feel like okay, if I can control that, what else can I control? And um, like you know, this whole month in general for myself, it's been such a good work month. And I know it's because like just the discipline of tracking your food, not having alcohol, not having dessert, it takes a lot of focus, but you think, oh, well, I'm going to exhaust my discipline. I don't, I don't believe so. Like, I think it helps give you this upward spiral on a trajectory of success. Like, honestly. So I think, you know, you deciding to stick to your plan, no exceptions, zero exceptions. And you will feel that. Um, the second you start letting in, like, oh, well, you know, I could have this. Or I could, Like, literally last night, instead of peanut butter, I almost did Nutella. And I was like, dude, it's just, it's pushing it. And the thing is, you let a little thing slide like that, and and then all of a sudden you don't trust yourself. You're like, I didn't really say what I was going to do. And all of that belief and the empowerment goes out the window. So I can't stress it enough. Um, if you guys are doing the dial health shred and you're going through phase two, which is the no dessert, no alcohol limitation, it's the hardest 30 days. Uh, hopefully by the end of the 30 days, you will go into a maintenance zone. But I'm, I want to say this now, uh, no exceptions, you guys. Okay. I'm serious. Like step it up. You can do it. You're big boys. You're big girls. Uh, you can say no to alcohol. You can say no to dessert. Okay. Think about it from a big perspective. Like, uh, think about how, how hard life can be. And then think about like not eating dessert. It's, it's not a big deal. It's very addictive and you're going to get cravings that tell you otherwise, but you need to like step back for a second and be like, I am a hard worker. I'm a parent. I do all this stuff. Um, I'm not going to be defeated by this food. Okay. Uh, that's like as real as I can say it. And you know, Oh, it's a lot more complicated than that. I, I do understand that. I really do. But it's also not complicated um, to to just say no and to draw a line in the sand. You know, it's like when people quit smoking. You have people that aren't serious that, and again, I've never smoked. You just watch this over and over. You know, my, my great-grandpa, for example, his, my great-grandma died from lung cancer. 
the day she died, he stopped smoking forever. And, you know, he had smoked since he was freaking 12 and he was in his 80s, okay? And just never, never, just stopped. He was done, okay? The people who are not serious um, are just trying to milk it. Oh, well, I'll move to, uh, well, there's like a joke. I forgot what movie it is. Oh, yeah, he's on to, uh, you know, went to cigars and then went to those like skinny cigar- cigarettes and uh, now he's on the gum and then pretty soon he's going to move to uh, this whatever. And it's like, <laughs> dude, if you're serious, you're just going to, you're going to do it, man. And that's why like those Oreos are in my cabinet is like you, you say no and you say no. Well, if it's in my house, I'm going to eat it. No. If you tell yourself you're not going to eat it and you trust yourself, you're not going to eat it. Uh, Dave, my client who I agreed to upon, this is turning into a rant, by the way. We agreed on the February 14th uh, timeline date and he put, he someone delivered him fresh baked home good uh, brownies and cookies and like all this, this whole like assortment of the stuff in a um, Tupperware. Well, he put it in the center of his island. It's see-through Tupperware and he stares at it like every, <laughs> every day stares at it. And I love it because no means no. And when you really trust yourself and you say you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it. Like it's freaking food. Okay. Keep that, keep that in your head. It's food. <laughs> It's food and it's drink. Like, you're good, okay? You're going to be all right. You're going to be a better person for it. So that's why I have confidence saying all that. Um, and you guys, that's pretty much pretty much the whole the whole wrap-up. Oh, the one, the negative I will say on dessert, when you don't eat dessert, um, when you can have it, you can't. Just like the calorie thing I talked about, you know, you could, uh, like literally my plan for dessert ongoing uh, when it's done this Friday is you have to earn it. So those days I'll probably track. I'll probably have a good idea of what I'm putting in and make sure I don't go over. So you, you got to earn it. Um, social events are food. You're going to realize that really quickly that uh, going to frozen yogurt is an activity that you do probably with your family or friends. And when you can't eat dessert, you can't go eat frozen yogurt. Again, not a big deal, but um, it is it is definitely something to consider. Um, also, you can't accept homemade goods <laughs> unless you're like my client Dave. Uh, it's weird when you get gifted something or someone makes something and you want you want to like try it and it's like you know it's almost rude to say no, but you have to unless you're gonna put it on your counter and stare at it and give it the big finger every single day because um, that's that's a great great like empowering thing to do. Overall, you guys, I really encourage you to dive into both of these, especially the no alcohol. But really, you know, if you don't drink right now, like my dad doesn't really drink. Like he has like a margarita a year. Like telling him not to drink alcohol is like he told me, he's like, oh, dry January went well. And we laughed because I'm like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't have had a drink anyways. Um, So if you're that type of person, focus on the dessert. Um, Focus on what you think is this junk food. And by the way, just remember you don't want to work around it either. Your body, your mind will get creative and you'll say, oh, well, I can have potato chips. Um, And that's where food tracking comes in. You have a calorie limit. And now, even though you have flexibility on what you can eat, you're confined to like this calorie limit. So all I'm saying is put restrictions on what you're doing for a short term and just see what happens, man. See what your brain does, what your body does. Um, and I will absolutely tell you, I don't think you'll be disappointed uh, because both my brain and my body feel as good as they've ever felt. And uh, now I'm moving into maintenance with just a lot more manageable uh, mindset and something I believe that I can actually just maintain in general. So yes, thank you so much for listening to that. We're going to get into a quick business update and then we'll be out of here.
It's time for a quick business update before we wrap up the show. Uh, as I normally say, if you made it to this point, you're probably pretty invested in Dialed Health, and thank you for that. Uh, and I want to let you know exactly what's going on in the business. Now, I got to say quickly, I just want to acknowledge, uh, actually, you know, from that last rant, how real it is to have um, genuine issues in regards to like dessert foods or alcohol, and um, it all is all very addictive obviously and uh, I just want you to know that I'm trying to talk to the general masses and if there's something you're really struggling with um, I think it's a very real thing and I would never discredit that um, but I just want you to know that you may not be the demographic necessarily I was, I was talking to for that episode so that's my disclaimer um, I really respect everyone who's going through their own journey so uh, I just kind of wanted to clarify that now anyways business business update now I hired somebody and it's going really well. The best thing that I've done since hiring uh, Brayden, uh, sh she's now coming in on a regular schedule. At first, it was like, okay, I'll throw you jobs. You can work partly at home and partly at the gym. And we actually both decided, like, her coming to the gym actually makes a lot of sense. And it is just so efficient because as I'm training people, I can pop over every now and again, answer any questions, give some more direction. I mean, it's really, really nice. So last uh, week, we got a ton done. Um, I'm excited for her to come back in. And again, it's just reinvesting into the business in a way to make it grow and continue the growth and really try and fulfill the needs that are like coming up that of course like this stuff comes up and I'm like, I didn't know this would have to be a thing we worry about or do, uh, but now we do. So let's go. So that's been super helpful. Um, one thing that's exciting is the planning of the first Dialed Health retreat. Uh, I will say it's going to be either Downeyville or Tahoe. And I'm going to decide on a day soon. I'm actually hoping it'd be early summer uh, so it wouldn't be that far out. But the whole idea is let's get out. Let's get a couple nights mountain biking, doing some strength training, a lot of mobility work, uh, and just have a good old time. Good food and all things mountain biking and fitness. Uh, it's something that I wanted to do for a while, and I'm finally just like, dude, let's just let make it. Let's make it happen. It's not going to be that crazy, um, but even to bring like. I don't know, my idea is to bring a chef out or someone to at least prepare food and that you can come on an all-inclusive thing that is hopefully affordable and uh, just gets us together in writing. So stay posted for that. I'm, I'm looking into locations and actually starting to reach out about things now to lock this in. As soon as I have it confirmed, I will let you know and uh, hopefully you are interested in coming out to that. Now, uh, group ride meetup. Along those lines, I want to start a monthly uh, meetup, and it's basically going to be a group ride. I haven't decided if there's going to be more to it. Like, is there going to be more than just getting together for a ride? Like, is there going to be uh, like merch? Is there going to be like product or pamphlets or uh, some other for form of value in regards to strength training uh, and not just the bike ride? Because obviously, what we do here is strength training for cyclists, uh, but a great way to get people together is not just a workout, but also just getting on the bike and using what we do in the gym like we want to. So that'll the first one is happening February 29th. It's going to be in Auburn, California. Um, awesome local canyon with great trails. I'm teaming up with MTB NorCal, which is this new group of guys who are just doing a great job getting the community together. They do group rides, and they basically ask that you donate 5 or 10 bucks to the trail stewardship if you show up. 
up. And they've been getting like 10, 15 guys out regularly. So I'm very excited to work with them on just getting a crew together and going out. We're probably going to split the groups. Like we're going to start with one climb, let the groups naturally form, and then have like a beginner, intermediate, and advanced group. Or more like an A, B, and C, or one, two, three, however you want to look at it. Um, and a couple different routes planned for that. So it should be a lot of fun. And the whole goal is to get as many like-minded people together and get out for a ride, man. So the meetup will be happening February 29th. It's 9 a.m. at the Auburn Confluence. Uh, stay posted on my Instagram, and I'll be announcing that. Uh, other than those things, guys, it's all about the road program right now. I'm very jazzed about this one. Obviously, I'm on a road kick with my new whip uh, and all the riding and everything. But again, it's just a whole world that um, I'm doing my best to learn about at the moment. I feel very confident on the strength side of things, but I will be using some resources I have in the road world. Uh, like Jonathan Lee from Trainer Road uh, is going to be helping direct this program along with a few other roadies that I know who are super experienced, a lot of Cat 1 racers that they they get the real demands of what that training volume looks like and how your body feels. So to get their input and help direct the strength program will be huge because obviously it's my job to really interpret what they're saying and use my own experience up to this point um, of just high volume riding and, uh, you know, making a program that's going to help you not only improve, but again, keep your legs fresh enough to perform on the bike where you need to. So I, uh, my instinct is that it's going to be a long program, like at least four months. And yeah, it'll be curious to kind of see what, where the real emphasis and volume is, uh, in regards to strength, obviously it's going to be a lot of core, a lot of upper body and a lot of like hip instability work for the lower body. Um, and I think a lot of hamstrings, but we'll see, I need to, um, figure a few things out with that before I just throw it out there. So, so that's it guys. Um, new employees going great. we got a retreat in the works. We have meetups starting this month and the road program is going to be up before March. So stay tuned to that. And, uh, that's pretty much it. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to me through my website, dialedhealth.com or on my Instagram at dialedhealth. Uh, please share this podcast with a friend. I can't tell you how important that is to keep the growth of the podcast. It's something I want to spend more time doing. And obviously the growth of the whole online platform is the only thing that's really going to allow that. So, um, I just want to thank you guys. And you know, also I got to thank everyone on the Instagram who just liked and commented on that last photo I posted of my new bikes. You know, I felt a little weird just being like, Hey, look at my new stuff. Uh, it, aren't I cool with my new stuff, you know, like sponsorship. Yeah. Like all that, you know? Um, so I felt weird doing it, but I mean, people were so genuinely happy for me and, uh, it was just really nice, man. Like I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't post that kind of stuff a lot. So for people to just tell me, oh, like, you know, you deserve it or you're uh, I'm just happy they're hooking you up and like excited for you. Like it just, it, it meant a lot. So anyways, thanks for that. You guys, I hope you have an incredible week. And with that being said, start moving forward and discover your path. I'll see you next Monday.